Welcome to the Stories of Light podcast. Are you searching for God-centered mentors in the network marketing industry? Are you striving for success or seeking to serve the kingdom? Do you want to build this business His way? You're in luck, friend. I'm Heather, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of the most successful God-centered leaders in the industry who are willing to share their wisdom and pour into you. Get excited for today's interview. Okay. Yay. You guys, I'm so dang excited for you all to meet Camille. Camille is seriously one of my favorite people on this planet. She's one of my best friends inside my current company, but she's so much more than that to me, you guys, because she truly embodies the definition of a light. If you haven't seen her before, you haven't listened to her, haven't seen her videos, haven't heard her infectious voice, get ready to be inspired. And I just can't wait for y'all to get to know her. So she actually wears many hats. She pours her heart and soul into everything she does. She is in actually a couple of network marketing companies, as well as some of affiliate marketing programs. And she has a traditional business that's all based around something that's really close to her heart. And she has a pretty unique, interesting journey and an incredible faith perspective. And I can't wait for y'all to hear more about her story today. So Camille, thank you so much for being here. Wow. That was quite the intro. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I hope I can live up to those raving introductions. You don't even have to try. I'm not even kidding. Because the way that you just, like I said, bring so much joy to the lives and to the room, anytime you walk in is just, it's truly uplifting. That's the only way I know how to describe it. So I know that that's what you're going to do today through these awesome stories. And I love that we're going to talk about some things that you and I, as close as we are, and as awesome as the conversations that we've had and the fun times we've had getting to know each other. A lot of these things aren't things that I even know. They're probably not things that you've talked about before. And so thank you for being bold and vulnerable and sharing them with me today. Absolutely. I dropped that bomb on you just a few minutes ago. Like, Hey, just so you know, there's some things that I'm excited for you to learn for the first time, even as friends, like you said. So I've got some butterflies, but I'm really excited. So hit me with your best shot. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, just start by telling us a little bit about you, especially I would love to hear your life in a snapshot, like your life growing up, where you're from. I know you're Montana lady now, which is seriously one of my favorite places. I can't wait to come see you the next time we go, but just tell us about your life growing up and help us get to know you as you are a little bit more. Okay. So I am born and raised in Montana, a very, very rural area. So Montana has two totally different geographical parts of it. So there's everyone thinks of the mountains and I don't live in the mountains. I live in the valleys and I live in a rural area with lots of farmers and ranchers and industrial workers, hardworking kind of salt of the earth. That is my home. I'm way over on the eastern side. The mountains are in the western side. It takes 13 hours to drive across the state of Montana. Did you know that? I had no idea. (laughs) So in a lot of people don't realize it is the fourth biggest state. And so you can drive through five other states in the same amount of time as you can drive across the state. So anyway, that being said, people automatically think mountains. That isn't me. But I come from a family of nine kids. I'm the second oldest. And we were raised, I would say, really 
middle class, like traditional middle class. I'm from a Roman Catholic, big family, lots of kids. So my journey with faith and spirituality has definitely been shaped and then also evolved through kind of all those life experiences. But yeah, now I have an umbrella brand called Montana Moonlight. And I run five businesses under that brand. And they all kind of have a very similar mission behind them, but in a different avenue. And so, yeah, I'd love to share more about those, but we can definitely get into some of that later if you want to. I am a classic rebel, I guess. I've always, <laughs> I've always labeled it as a rebel as I'm getting older and learning more. I'm actually starting to value my devil's advocate, question the system qualities that I always thought were bad and wrong. You know, why am I going against the grain on everything? Why do I see that differently with everything? Am I just a difficult person? But actually, I'm not a difficult person. I'm definitely coming into my own on some of those and seeing them more as gifts than thorns. And yeah, I'm a true free spirit by nature. That's the summary, I guess. Oh my gosh, that's a great summary. And I love, yes, free spirit that 100% defines you. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. As you said, you're kind of growing and learning as I know I am and iron sharpens iron. So as it says in Proverbs, and I know that you have had that impact on me. And I just love that we're kind of growing in this together. So I definitely want to talk more about your businesses and kind of get into that in a little bit, but let's unpack a little bit of your faith first. And I would love to know, you said you grew up Roman Catholic and that, you know, I know that definitely has its kind of, I'm not Catholic or Roman Catholic, so I haven't experienced it, but I would love to learn more about your experience there, even from your childhood and how you came to know the Lord. I know it, again, it's a little bit different. It's not like your typical Southern Baptist where you're like, I walked down the aisle one day and just, you know, dunked and baptized and gave my life to Jesus. Yes, Yes, it is very different. Yes, it is very different. The funny thing is, is I will say on a side note, throughout various religions, kind of structures of faith and how people practice spirituality, the one thing that is always common is this almost like as an outsider point of view, almost like this bizarre passion for it, Mm. which is so fascinating to me because this kind of fire, this light, not to be too cliche or cheesy, can be found in any sort of structure of faith. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. No matter how people are practicing or how their belief systems are set up, sometimes they're very structured and there are laws Mm -hmm. and rules that go along and sometimes they're very free-flowing. But on that scale, there's almost a similar hardcore-ness about it. Yes. (laughs) And I think think that is really beautiful. I think that common thread. I don't always know if people see it as a positive, but I do. Mm, Yes. Anyway, sorry, I veered off track there. No, I love it. I love that you said that because I know exactly what you mean. People are passionate about what they believe. And that's one of the things you and I were talking about is I want to create that place for people to kind of apologetically share those beliefs, knowing that they are based off of your life experiences, which are going to be different than mine and different from, you know, whoever's listening. And I think it's important to really create that place to talk through those experiences 
in faith. Cause I know some people have bad experiences within the faith and that's quite often why they run the opposite direction when this topic comes right. up, especially yeah. when it relates to business. So yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. Okay. So I always knew I was different. I always mm-hmm. knew I was different in the faith realm and in the business realm and in just the way I process things. Mm-hmm. I always knew that from a very, very young age. I have a quick, funny story for you. I was probably maybe around seven years old or eight. And I was questioning everything as I always do. And the neighbor girl was over and I was like, have you heard of this whole Jesus stuff with like the cross? And I guess he died for us and he was hammered and the nails. I was really processing this whole Jesus died on the cross to save us and all these things that I was like, I don't really, is that true? Do I understand that logistics of that? Like, you know, the overanalyzing has never gone away. (laughs) My little neighbor friend was like, no, but he did that for us. And so we kind of get into this little girl conversation that is so vivid, even now. And I said, I think we're supposed to like do stuff for him back. I think we're supposed to suffer too. You know, and this is my little girl. like who's, And she's like, well, what could we do? And I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe we should walk on those rocks. So we, <laughs> oh my so gosh. we took off our socks and shoes on the gravel. There was a mud puddle in the gravel and we were walking through the rocks. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really sure if this is it. Like, <laughs> and you know, it's like very painful experience. <laughs> so we're laughing and we're in pain. And so then her name was Sarah and her dad came home and could see us. And he starts cussing oh my at us. Gosh. And he's like, <laughs> what the are you doing it like he's freaking out and we're both like so I say (laughs) I yell across and I'm scared to death because someone else's parent yelling at you is like 10 times scarier and I'm yelling we're walking on rocks for Jesus and (laughs) and he says what I'm like oh no don't make me say it again we're walking on rocks for Jesus, you know, and I'm screaming this. <laughs> I'm dying oh, inside, my laughing. Gosh. And I'm trying, trying not to laugh because I don't want to get in more trouble. And he was shaking his head. He's like, put your shoes on. Oh my and so gosh. That whole experience is one of my first memories of me figuring this weird stuff out on my own we prayed a lot through memorized prayers Mm -hmm. and a lot of repetition Mm -hmm. and repetitive memorized prayers, which now in my life, I absolutely love. But then I was like, that's like not letting me be free to talk Mm -hmm. about what I want, you know? (laughs) Yes. And so it's so funny how that shifts through the years and evolves from extremes. But I look back on that seven, eight-year-old me and think, wow, I was really trying to figure this out. I was really brave. You know, for a long time, I was really embarrassed about that stuff. Yeah. I have many life experiences where I've just gone off the cuff and been like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? But the older I get, the more I realize all of that is a gift. All of the things about me that make me spontaneous and kind of wrestling always with the system and, Mm -hmm. you know, that God gave me that. Yes. That wasn't, that's not this flaw that I have to 
be ashamed of and be always apologizing for, but it's taken me 35 years to mm. get to a point where that feels differently, but yes. doesn't feel as ashamed of myself or I don't know why I have to be like this, you know, and I'm not there yet. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But as a little girl back then, I was like, I think I'm supposed to be doing something, but I'm not sure what. So let's just try something. Oh my gosh. I love that story. And it's so, so crazy how clearly you can remember it so vividly in your mind. So vividly. And I mean, I remember the dirt, the pickup, my what? friend. And so I call that my walking on rocks for Jesus story. And it just can relate to so many oh, yeah. things. Like not only the humor part of it, but the trials and jumping in when you don't have any idea what you're doing. There's just mm -hmm. so many parallels that you can dig out of that story. Yes. And I love that. And I kind of had the opposite. I didn't grow up knowing anything about the Bible or knowing scriptures. And just now I'm actually reading through the Bible for the very first time from, well, I'm kind of splitting it up a little bit, but anyway, by the end of this year, hopefully I will have read through it. And there's so many different scriptures that come to mind, like let the little children come to me and having and embodying that childlike faith. Because as you know, having little kids, that's what they do, right? <laughs> like they question a lot of things. And I think sometimes we get so grounded in what we either believe or what we've been taught or what's told for us to think. And I think having that faith, but also recognizing from an early age that God doesn't always promise us easy, good things, right? He does promise that he will work it for our good, but we really do as Christians have to take up that cross as he did, you know, maybe not walk on the rocks per se, but you know, we really do have to go through some hard things. And for you to have that perspective of this is a gift, this is for me, the way that I am, even if someone maybe even perceives it in a certain way, it's who you are, it's who he made you to be. And you are uniquely created with all of those gifts. So I love that story. What a great way to kick things off. <laughs> well, I think part of my wrestling through the years of finding what is it that feels right? I've always kind of thought there's this movie I just watched where a scene, the little girl is talking to God and she's like, I don't really believe that you feel the way that these people are telling me you feel. And it's very powerful. It's kind of that wrestling of, wait a second, you know, just pausing and reflecting and wrestling with it is not only not bad, but mm -hmm. it's crucial. It's crucial mm -hmm. to the process. And so through all my years, you'll find that I don't really talk about God a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't talk mm -hmm. about it on my streams. You'll notice, maybe you didn't, that when you asked for like a little summary, I didn't mm -hmm. talk about my husband or my kids. Mm -hmm. And they are mm -hmm. a very staple, prominent part of my being, yeah. but I've always been the kind of person that just feels like there are many ways to shine light yes. and to have ownership of things that don't always involve constantly talking about it. And yes. I feel that, but I shamed myself for many years for that. Like, does that mean I'm embarrassed or does that mean I don't have Christ as a priority or wrestled with those things? But yes. It is just how I'm wired. And I believe that it helps me reach people who would otherwise maybe be really turned off to that. Or I am a very avid eye roller of a lot of the cliche, cheesy, <laughs> yes. even prayers, even prayers. There's certain types of incorporation of Bible versus prayers, mm -hmm. expressions, you oh, know, yeah. that 
are so common that I am just like, oh, 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 right. I can't. And so for so long, I was like, what does that mean? Am I a bad person? But really, I've just come into my own that my wiring is just different for yes. how I share what draws people to me, good, bad, or otherwise. And that difference is from God. I didn't rebel to get that difference. I was gifted that difference. And so it's a long journey. I don't have it all figured out, but I have come into my own of flipping the script a little bit. Yes. And I love that. And that's one of the things I admire so much about you. And, you know, that's one of the ways where we're, you and I, well, we're similar, but different, but I'm all strategy, right? Like I'm always thinking of like, yeah. it's going to be percentage and numbers and a framework. And for you, you really embody what I believe is faith, which is, you know, when you get that inspiration, when you get that creative idea, when you feel that thing that burns up inside you, that brings you passion and joy, you act on it. You don't let what someone's going to think about you or what someone's going to perceive what's going on behind the scenes. You don't let that hold you back. And I think that's not only why the Lord does continue to bless your business, even if you're not spouting off Bible verses on your Instagram, yeah. right? Or like quoting that. It's because Which, you and I can confidently say, well, I guess I can't confidently say anything. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Never no, say never. True. But like in my first reaction to you saying that is like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's never going to happen. And it doesn't mean the things mm -hmm. that I always told myself it meant, yes. you know, against the grain has been a pretty steady, consistent thing. When yeah. everybody told me you do not do two MLMs. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's not a good idea. Yeah. We're like, and I just felt like you podcasts and like, oh, Bob Heilig, like, <laughs> of like all the, Oh yeah. <laughs> and look, don't get me wrong. I am a Bob Heilig super oh, yeah. fan. Okay. Oh, yeah. Super mm -hmm. fan. Mm -hmm. But yes, sending me these, all the reasons why. And actually I agree with those for mm -hmm. that path, for yes. that dream. Those are all true. Those all are yep. very, very true. But it took me a while to come into why am I still drawn to do these things anyway, despite mm -hmm. all, because I was not quite realizing that wasn't my dream. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of talking mm -hmm. about a specific goal and dream. It's a terrible idea to do that. And that's yes. what they're referring to. But I'm not maybe on that path. I'm not mm -hmm. maybe headed toward that dream. I have mm -hmm. a different dream. And so wrestling with those and then also not wanting to be like hypocritical when anyone sure. so not wanting to be able to I mentor women who are on that path and to basically say do what I say not what I do and to be able to share clearly and precisely like here's where I'm going and what I'm headed toward and why it's different and mm -hmm. so that's a tough place to put yourself if you aren't really good at being clear and really being good at being vulnerable and kind of mm -hmm. sharing that whole process of where you landed and how versus, okay, mm -hmm. that's not the right thing for you probably if that's mm -hmm. your end goal here. So just wrestling with those things, learning, seeing how it feels. I always say God lives in your gut. Mm -hmm. So gut instinct and having a feeling of vibe. Vibe, I think is one of the most overused words. Ah, I agree. It's just painfully overused, mm -hmm. but it is true mm -hmm. that that instinct, that conscience, that gut, when they say sleep on it and you have clarity, that's all God. Mm -hmm. God lives in your gut. So when people say, what does your gut tell you? Was they're saying, what is God telling you? Right. You know, that's how I have always felt and perceived it. 
So yeah, anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. There's so many things to impact with what you just said. And I think going on the, the gut and God and really the stories that we tell ourselves in our mind, we can know that if it's good and sometimes good can be walking away from something or can be doing things differently or doing the hard things. I mean, Christ embodied that for sure. He had a heart to serve others, but sometimes that was in a tough, tough love kind of a way, right? But that you just do that so beautifully. You're not afraid to be unapologetic about who you are. And I think that's a beautiful thing, but we can know that if it's good and if it's for your good, then it is from him. And if it does light you up in that way, but if it embodies guilt or shame, sometimes I think people attribute fear with a gut feeling, right? Like I have a gut feeling I shouldn't do this. Well, it's like, wait yeah. a minute now, if it's fear or shame, or like you said, even you having those, I don't want to say self-doubts, but those I would feelings, say self-doubt is self-doubt. Fair. Yeah. Talk more about that. Cause you know, it's not from him, right? Cause that's equated to shame yeah. and guilt. Here's the thing. I have a little bit different idea on this. Oh, um, tell me, tell I'm going to challenge you on this. Okay. I love it. Yes. I do believe that. And if it's not good, it's not from God and those kinds of things. However, you can't always find that until mm-hmm. you experience the other. <gasps> and I don't necessarily think the other didn't come from him too. Like oh my for gosh. The, for that lesson or that hurdle, or you weren't ready yet. Yeah. You weren't ready. And I don't feel like any of it doesn't come from him. Good, <gasps> bad, or otherwise. Even doubt, even shame, even guilt, even fear. If we can't get through some of those things, finding his grace and light, not that he is creating that in our lives, but I don't feel like if we're wrestling with those things that he's not attached to it the whole time, you know, for a purpose. So I don't know, maybe we feel exactly the same and we're using different verbiage or what, but I challenge that whole thought that it's only going to be the good that comes from him and all of that, because I think guilt and shame and all those things, they're just part of it. Some of the inspirational quotes, the popular sayings, I don't know if I buy them (laughs) about that. I think that can be isolating when certain people going through certain things and feeling certain things are kind of told like this has nothing to do with that. And yes, you know, that's not going to serve you. That's not going to serve you. That phrase, man, I'm triggered by that phrase phrase of that doesn't serve you. And I understand the meaning. Sure. As it's intended, but not everybody does. Right. And so all of it serves you. All of it serves you. If you Mm -hmm. can find ways through it, out of it, processing it, all of it serves you. But yeah, anyway. (laughs) No, I love that. And you know, it's funny because yeah, that is not a scriptural, you know, I think sometimes people do misuse and twist scripture to fit a framework. Truly, and I can't think of this, you know, again, I'm not a scripture expert, but I can't think of one that, that says that. But, you know, my life verse is Romans 8 28, which is that the Lord works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And again, his purpose, like you're saying, is going to be very different for you than it is for me, than it is for your daughters. It's just, it's different and they're all used for his glory. And you're exactly right. There's no way that either you or I would be where we are in our company, in our businesses, in our lives, in our marriage, in motherhood, if the Lord had not allowed us, however you, you know, want to look at that to go through those really hard things. And I think you're exactly right. I can think of some things that I know were 
maybe not caused by him. I don't know, but they 100%, they were allowed for me for my good. And I wouldn't change not one of them looking back. And I know I'm going to continue to go through some hard stuff because we are not promised. Like the book of James, for anybody who hasn't really dove into the Bible and is like, oh, I don't even know. Like, what is all this fluff? Like if you just read maybe James and Proverbs, both of those things, you will gain so much wisdom about just life and that it's not always going to be easy, especially in business. So that is one of the areas where I know you've been gifted in our industry and in our company in particular, because you stand out and do it differently. And truly, I know I stand up and welcome in our company, all walks, all paths, you know, walker, jogger, runner, same thing in the faith. You know, I know a lot of churches say that, but is that really true? You know? And so for me, you're exactly right. Like your goal might not be to hit the top or I know it's not to hit the top of the companies that you're in. Right. But your goal is tied to something deeper. So it is tied. Yeah. 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 So tell us what your dream or your goal is and maybe tell us a little bit more about your companies and how they fit into that goal or dream. Okay. So my big dream is to have a consistent series of basically women's conferences and retreats Mm. and kind of on different levels, like some more intimate, some more therapeutic, some more inspirational and have a community come together for events that kind of feeds my theatrical, Mm -hmm. spontaneous spotlight stage thing, but also highly impactful, very similar to what Mm -hmm. you're doing now, but on a different kind of platform, like a totally different platform. And so in doing that, I really want to build the basis of my community while sharing in different avenues of different maybe products or things that help me reach people I would never otherwise reach. All is tied in. And so I work with two network marketing companies, two affiliate companies, and then my own, which is an e-commerce earrings site. And we sell cute earrings and we donate a portion of proceeds to families of infant loss and stillbirth, which leads into another whole aspect of my life. But those five under the umbrella of Montana Moonlight is really just about establishing community and bringing people into close to the fire of what we're doing, just inspiration, motivation, grief, and support and love and camaraderie and all of those things that as women and as a culture, we are in such desperate need of, in my opinion. Oh my gosh. So you see this, you see all of these, as you said, avenues, which I know that word is very special to you with your little girl. It is. My daughter's name is Avenue. And I love that word and just all the things that it can and does mean. And that was the reference to Avenue, but I love um, it. I love yeah, it. So I see much. all of them as different paths to kind of a central hub, if you will, mm-hmm. of resources, help inspiration, love. I say this, this is, I'm veering off Mm. a little bit. Is that okay? Of course. Of course. Okay. So I say this to people all the time. There was a reason that back in the day, in the olden days, whatever you want to say, you go back in history, aunts and women who weren't married lived under the same roof as the parents, the siblings, Mm -hmm. and A lot of times the family matriarch would move in or with 
either oldest daughter or the daughter with the most kids or and there was a reason specifically for the need of that culture and community and we have in you know in our modern world in our culture and this is not a bad thing it's just evolved to have a lot of separation mm-hmm. we are within our own domain it would be uncomfortable for most of us for someone to drop in and say hey i'm doing your dishes and go do your thing i've got the kids i've got the it would be like i feel not prepared it would almost be embarrassing and we're just very different not a mm-hmm. bad thing or good thing but there was a reason mm-hmm. that through history communities of women under the same roof shared the responsibility of womanhood motherhood household chores work making money hunting and gathering mm-hmm. preparing food the basic instinct of survival and then going out to kind of worship and then even further to happiness joy arts and all of those things i know i'm going on a tangent but oh, I love it. all that to say is We are definitely seeking always that kind of primal need to have community with other women. Yes. And it was not as hard to have that automatically then as it is now. I believe that. Mm -hmm. We've got people at our fingertips, but it's not the same. Uh Uh-uh. No. And so many people are even afraid to pick up the phone and call someone. Or again, they avoid if someone's calling them, they're like, can I just text them? which is just, as you know, Mm -hmm. it's not the same as this face-to-face. I know if you're listening, you can't see us, but there's so much to the body language and there's so much to the energy that is around that connection. And I think you're exactly right that that's probably why so many people do suffer and struggle is because they're trying to do this thing alone when really the community is such a huge aspect of it. And honestly, I think that's one of the biggest blessings with network marketing and truly very few people, I would venture to say like 10% are looking to take the thing to the top, right? 10% kind of have that achiever, let's do this thing. Whereas 90% really want that community or want to make a deeper impact or want something for themselves. And so maybe talk about your experience specific to network marketing and that the business, however you want to call it, social selling, all those things and how maybe that has allowed you to connect with the community and to be a part of that bigger mission for you of that community aspect. I have been portrait photographer for about 13 years. I just recently retired, quote, air quotes, (laughs) retired from (laughs) photography. I feel like photography is an art form, so it's going to be in my blood until I die, you know? But as a business, I've retired. So I was a very prominent direct sales smack talker. I was like, oh no, the cringe of it all. And I am not going to lie to you, sometimes still am, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that still exists in my bones. And it's taken me a long time to be able to admit that. But I walked through some really painful, hard, tragic things when in 2011, my first daughter was stillborn, my first child. And that was an unexpected life blow that you can't prepare for. You don't know how to navigate that. And the years that followed were really dark for me. And I had my son too soon after that loss. So as my son grew in those first years, I was 
really wrapped up in a lot of grief. So I'm having all these joyful moments and he's truly a miracle in a lot of ways, which we can get into that story. But I'm also grieving the loss of things that I didn't even know as a new mom. I have two kids, but I always feel like I'm missing a child. Mm -hmm. And that's a really heavy thing to walk through life with Mm -hmm. that achy pang of missing a child. And many, many, many women know that feeling in some regard, whether it's miscarriage, whether they've lost an adult child, whether they lost a baby in any regard. And so going through those years, processing that after were very hard and dark. I kind of became a shell of myself. I Mm -hmm. really let myself go in all the ways. So I kind of hate that expression in terms of physical beauty and body maintenance. I kind of hate that expression of let yourself Mm -hmm. go, but all of that. And then just lack of desire, motivations, depression, anxiety, fear, all of those things kind of were really what was keeping me prisoner, truly. So this friend who's like, oh, I found this company and I kind of think I'm going to do it. And I was like, oh my (laughs) gosh, don't do it. I was like, what are you thinking? Oh, everyone's going to be so annoyed. Like, what are you doing? And I'm trying my hardest (laughs) to talk her out of this. What are you thinking? The funny thing is, and something we have to remember when people feel that way, Mm -hmm. is like they really do feel they're doing the best thing for their friends. So with this whole social media world, there's a lot of emphasis and some of them are hilarious, but on like haters and, (laughs) you know, naysayers and like Mm -hmm. there's memes about them and people even me have like shared what people are saying and all that but really if we really really break it down they're probably just the people that need a whole bunch more love from us that they're not getting like it really is the bottom line of almost any sort of anger bitterness hard painful sharp words they need so much more love than we're giving yeah. them, you know? Oh my gosh. So anyway, <laughs> my friend signed up. She had all this success. I waited months and was like, dang it. What are you <laughs> doing? What kind of cult am I joining? And so I ended up doing it and was like, I'm just going to hide over on this little corner of Instagram and never really do much with it. And that yep. lasted about five hours. And I was on live videos and really thinking, okay, this is fun. And I just started coming in back into myself, back Mm -hmm. into my own. And through this avenue, again, there you go. Never would have ever dreamed, or I would have sworn would never Mm -hmm. touch that with a 10 foot pole. And here I am, four years later, with 100% different life goals and happiness structure. Truly, the structure of my happiness is so different now and what that all means. And just so grateful, but also I did that. I was brave enough to do that. I take ownership of the courage that I had to do that. And I think we are missing that too a lot. People owning their brave Mm -hmm. actions to get to a certain point, you know, and then they might get stuck for a while. And they're just saying, I'm a failure. I'm not her. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be that. But they are forgetting the hundred brave actions that they had to take to even get stuck. 
and fear looks different for all of us. That's what's so funny is so different. You know, you and I are like, oh, we get to go live and talk about, you know, but like ninety-nine percent of other people are like, I yeah, have to go like, live. What is life? Like, I can't do this if that's what I have to do. There's yeah. all the dramatics about it. Yeah. But it sounds like it's clear to you that this has been for you to contribute to your bigger purpose, to bring you more joy in your life. Is there a specific story or instance where you can feel God was in this with you? Or, you know, is there an example of that that comes to mind just specifically? Gosh, you know, I probably don't have a specific instance off the top of my head because most of the things that I can say have impacted me in that Mm -hmm. way were a very slow growth Mm. process of tiny things. Have you ever heard that expression? It's like one of my favorite expressions. Here I am dropping expressions when I'm like, expressions are so cheesy. Hey, I'll call myself out for being a hypocrite all day, every day. But that expression of the weight of a thousand Mm -hmm. pebbles is so Mm -hmm. great. And it's in terms of good and bad. So little things are the big things when they're grouped Mm -hmm. together. They are the heaviest. They are the most impactful. They are the strongest. But we see the boulders and we're Mm -hmm. like, whoa, that's the heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. but it's not. It's wow. the weight of a thousand pebbles that is the heavy stuff. And I love that expression because you can use it in any regard for good yeah. things. The weight of a thousand pebbles of a million tiny, tiny moments of good mm-hmm. will always outweigh that boulder, good, bad, or otherwise. And it'll also crush you the fastest. So anyway, I just love that expression. And that's how I kind of view my business journey, if yeah. you will. Just like so many tiny moments and minuscule things where I was brave or where I failed, where I Mm. failed and failed and failed. And all of that combined is where I see my faith journey in it. So I don't have like a monumental story in the business side of it, but I don't undervalue those tiny things. Yes. I love that. I love that. Cause I think so many people, they are just waiting for that ship to turn or they're just waiting for some big sign or something like that. And that's not exactly right. That's not usually how it shows up. It's almost always like a slow process of just being present in that moment and just doing the next right thing. Oh my gosh, we have to talk about frozen because you, (laughs) I didn't put this on the list, but I know we, you, (laughs) oh my gosh. Okay. I know that's the funniest thing, but frozen two and the songs in that movie for me, and even thanks to you, they're like worship songs, right? And doing that next right thing. That's all we have is this present moment and the choices that we make, whether it's joining a network marketing company, even though we never said we would, or asking a tough question on a podcast, whatever that looks like. And whatever those hard things, it's just doing the next right thing that's for you is a beautiful thing. But I have to talk with you about Frozen 2 and the okay, songs, with, especially I, Show Yourself. Do you remember the conversation surrounding Show Yourself? Vaguely, I just remember I already loved the movie and actually I'd had a great godly friend who watched the movie through the lens of faith and was like literally taking notes on her phone of wisdom from Olaf and stuff, which is hilarious because I know there's going to be people listening to this that are like, Frozen is from the devil. And I'm like, you know, once again, the Lord can use all things. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, how much those songs just literally, they're like worship songs to me. And show yourself was not my favorite for some reason until you said it. That's the part I was wondering if you remembered because it was a group conversation. So first of all, I need to preface this by saying 
and you know how much I mm-hmm. love you. So don't feel kicked <laughs> in the teeth by this, please. I won't. I won't. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have the same worshipy vibes with Frozen yeah. as you do. <laughs> I have some mega inspirational, but I don't have the same godly thing connection. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I definitely feel like kudos to you that you do. You know what I mean? I don't know why. Yes. I just felt like I needed to say that. I don't know why. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't really have all that warm and fuzzy about that part, but mm-hmm. we were in a group thread talking mm-hmm. about Frozen. And I was like, you guys, I just saw it. Oh, people, I said, the music is so good. And I think someone else said Into the Unknown, it's such a power anthem uh-huh. for business or something. Uh-huh. Maybe it was you. Would it have been you? It could um, because I definitely loved that one until you're going. Yeah, so I'm like, so Into the Unknown? <laughs> yeah, it was good. But did you listen to the words of Show Yourself? I was just so passionately hit by that song. Those lyrics of you are the one you've been waiting for all of your life. Oh, it still just gets me. It gets mm-hmm. me. We are so desperately seeking these outward mm-hmm. things on every level, spiritually, business, friendships, validation, competition, all of those I'm saying as good things, we're desperately seeking, but are we showing up and mm-hmm. showing ourselves to ourselves? Like plot twist, we're the only one who can save ourselves from ourselves, you know? <laughs> anyway spinning it into like a godly thing obviously it all applies to but that song man I'm challenging anyone who's listening to this go listen again and listen more closely it is a power anthem I could not agree more and like I said I wasn't a huge fan and didn't even see the value of it until you literally said that and I accepted your challenge and now it's my favorite and I've spent many times in my car jamming out crying to it. But for me, and I think the reason why I say it's a worship song is I totally agree that it's like all these hard things that we've been through, all these things that I even used to, like my achievement side of me or whatever, like you said, and you started this interview with that exact same concept that they were all for you. They were all gifted to you. They are all who you are. That's who the Lord made you to be. And I know that he is refining me into that woman that I've always wanted to be. You've touched on like you've always been different and you always felt that your unique journey. And I think that that's tied in that song too, that we are made for something more and it's right here within us, but you're exactly right that we tend to look to the outside circumstances to mold ourselves to be like that. When in reality, even randomly iridescent, everything like iridescent is my favorite color, hundred percent. And that's like Frozen 1, <laughs> that castle, yeah. the Elsa castle. I'm like, Elsa's uh, my favorite. Anyway, I know we could talk about this for days, but I just want to say that was so inspiring to me, even though you didn't necessarily mean it to be like a faith-based thing because you- But the fact that me. you can pull that out of yeah. it for your perspective yes. is like the beauty of everything we're talking about. You never know where that is going to strike. And even going into like, I have a tendency to use a lot of humor in mm-hmm. things. And for a long time, I was, I'm bad. I'm naughty. I shouldn't be laughing at that, whatever. And I still struggle with sometimes my appropriateness because what makes me belly laugh in the privacy of my own space, maybe shouldn't be out there. Maybe <laughs> it isn't the best example. And just kind of wrestling and struggling. 
But when you stop wrestling and struggling, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when you have to worry because you feel like Mm -hmm. you've got it all figured out. If you're not wrestling and you're not questioning, and this Mm -hmm. is just for me, everyone's Mm going to process their own way different. When I stop wrestling and struggling, I think I'm being too prideful at that moment because Mm -hmm. I feel like I've got this. And we never have it without Mm -mm. help. We never have it and we're not growing. So I will get off this call and I will second guess everything I said. Yep. And that's the thing is people think, oh, you're so confident. I wish I had your confidence. I'm actually not Mm -hmm. confident at all. I'm just courageous. I will be dying of fear inside and do it anyway. Yep. God gave me that. I didn't get that or earn that. We all have that. He gave all of us that. Anyway, I'm just going on all these tangents. I'm so sorry. Listen, don't apologize. I love me a good Camille tangent. I know we've gone even longer already than than we probably said we would, but it's so good. And I just, I love hearing your heart on all of this and being able to have this conversation. And I kind of want to wrap up every interview that I do on this podcast with two questions. So one is, is there someone that you consider to be a God-centered mentor within the industry? And when I say it can be a network marketing or somebody that creates a tool for it or who comes to mind? Because also that's who I might want to interview and connect with because I'm sure their story is one that needs to be heard. So does anybody come to your mind specifically? Honestly, this is the truth, okay? Okay. For me, that is you. Oh, oh So I'm not trying to say, I mean, I, sound like, I was like, okay, how do I get out of this one? Because I can't say that without sounding like I'm sucking up so bad. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Honestly, for me, that is you. You play that role in my life. You've played that role in my business. I don't have, you know, and in fact, I would say I might even be one of those people who steers clear because Mm -hmm. it's like a destiny of cheesy cliches for me, you know, and that's, (laughs) that's not fair, but you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Wired to be drawn to certain things, quote, vibes, you know. Mm -hmm. But you really have fulfilled that role for me, which is necessary in my life. But also, I can say anything to you, and you'll never bat an eye about it. You'll just love me no matter what. And I know that. So I know that's not the answer (laughs) you were looking for, but that is the truth. Oh, that means the world to me, Camille. Thank you so much. And I will accept your answer with that. And thank you. (laughs) That lifts me up and you made my day. And I love you so much. And I adore you so, so, so much. And you know, I love me some Raj. I love Heather's (laughs) husband. Raj laughs at all my jokes. Literally every single joke I've ever told in his presence, he will belly laugh at. And what a guy for it. (laughs) You are for sure... Well, he does. He has some favorites. So I'm going. If I say you're his number one favorite, I know some of my. You're going to be in there's trouble. There's some other ones. I'm going to be in trouble because he does love others, but he is obsessed with you. He loves you, and I'm so glad that you guys got to meet for sure. And if you're listening to this and you haven't heard our story, Roger actually interviewed me for the first podcast, and I got to give Camille a little preview, so she heard his heart, and that's a great way to kind of get to know our story. And he's pretty special for sure. He is the best. He is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, do you have a tool and it can be faith-based or not, but do you have a tool or a book, something that has brought light to your business? I know we talked about the importance of personal development and just pouring that love and community. Is there something that comes to mind? 
of a tool or a book that you would recommend to people? No, um, <laughs> I truly don't. I have a couple thoughts that okay. I think maybe could add some value. I think that it is very easy to get hyper-focused on things in business. So I would say, and this is maybe, I don't know if you want to air this, Heather. This is okay, I love it. Tell me. I would say, I would encourage people to step outside the bubble okay. for fresh air as often as possible. So we would consider it the saint bubble or the social media bubble or the uh -huh. business bubble. Step outside of that as often as you can for a breath of fresh air. What are you doing every day that has nothing to do with business that you absolutely love? Oh my gosh. You know, and a lot of people can answer honestly, nothing. Mm -hmm. And that has changed my life. It's changed my life. And I'm kind of, I love to try new things. One of the latest I've picked up is roller skating. <gasps> um, can you see my skates right there? Look at Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. How freaking cool so, is that? Um, I am in pain doing it. I'm not good. I wobble, very wobbly, like a newborn baby giraffe. Okay. Well, except I'm a plus size woman. So it isn't the same science or logistics as a new baby giraffe. But I put those skates on and I'm exported in time back to watching a Katerina Gordieva skate and feeling all the feels of her skating. And that's just for me, man. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares if I'm a good skater or if I skate. And I have not always done things outside the bubble. And I just mm -hmm. can't express like how important I think that is. Whether it's yeah. anything, doing, watching, seeing. Mm -hmm. I'm a creative person. Mm -hmm. So my energies are more surrounded by visualization, creating thoughts and mm -hmm. fun things. But that's not everyone. So yeah. that wouldn't be everyone. But I think if you go so hard and so fast and so much in one realm for too long, the logistics of it, or you are bound to crash and burn and to step outside the bubble, mm -hmm. pop the bubble, breathe yeah. in fresh air and re-enter your energy shift is just going to be so different. And so I would say if people feel an urge that they're kind of still missing a little mm -hmm. chunk, it's probably more laughter and fun that mm -hmm. they won't allow themselves to do because of the time constraints of wasting yeah. time. I challenge that whole wasting time thing. I challenge it. I say, when you're wasting time, what is the feeling that you're seeking? What could mm -hmm. you fill that with to actually have it fill you up? Yes, I love that. And to go back to Bob Hyde, like he says that personal freedom is ultimately the goal. Yes, you can have financial freedom through network marketing and hopefully time freedom if you do it the right way, but really ultimately that personal freedom of finding the things that bring you joy and passion in your life. Again, if that's roller skating and for me, you'll be proud of me, Camille. I have taken up golf with my daughter, with my oldest daughter. Okay. And okay. I think that's my thing. I just love it because the skill set, it's something different. It is literally fresh air. I'm an indoor girl, not an outdoor girl, but yet I'm enjoying that fresh air, even if it is hot and there's gnats and whatever down here in Georgia. <laughs> but yeah, I want more of that in my life. I really do. I think that more and more, those are the things that are driving me. And then I totally agree with you that if you're not careful, because this was my experience in traditional business, and I think it's a lot of people's experience in network marketing, is they let their identity become their company or what they do, or even motherhood. And sometimes I think moms even get stuck in that. 
When in reality, you're right. There's so much more to us. And it is those weird little things inside of us that I do feel are from the Lord, those little passions and things that will ultimately allow you to connect with and hopefully serve other people. They connect with you on that. Just if they think it's cool. I love that advice. And I think that's wonderful advice. And I think so often, again, we go to that outside book or that outside tool or that thing that's going to fix it. Go to the boulder. but you knew I that. wasn't going to have an answer for tools and all that. You knew I wasn't, <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> I always tease Heather. I'm like, Heather, I love all of your systems and your organization and your data and your stuff, but what are you doing? Yep. <laughs> because, yep. But I feel like you and I, if we just merged, we would have this dynamite powerhouse thing, you know? little more like spontaneity and Mm -hmm. fly by the seat of your pants combined with way more structure, way more systems. It just could be like a magic moment. (laughs) Yes. Well, girl, that's why I love linking arms with you and why you're one of my favorite people to do this with. So I'm so thankful that you shared everything that you did today. And Oh, and I think I hear Raj coming in too. So he's going to want to say, I was going to say, is that buzzing? Is that a garage door? It's a garage door. No, I was like, of course on a podcast, you know, hey, we got to figure out the sound stuff. But anyway, Raj is going to be really excited to see whether or not it's on the video or not. I I want you to ask me one more question. What question? Did I I miss one? What am I going to ask you? Ask me who someone that I idolize okay no don't say idolize because that one could be like triggery for like idol you know okay what would be the word like someone I aspire to be like the way they share or something like that that, my answer I'm like very passionate about my answer oh my gosh yes who tell me tell me okay so the person that I connect with in say the entertainment world or like household name is Robin Williams okay Um, (gasps) what so I didn't realize until Robin Williams, like very tragic death. I didn't realize what a powerful super fan, I hate that word, but I always use it, that I was and how much he had impacted me. But it took me a long time to figure out why. And he just completely embodies the idea that you can be howl belly laughing in any situation, but also be deep and meaningful And it's very hard to find that combo. Yeah. And I always felt like, where do I fit in this world of really sharing my story about stillbirth and ADHD and struggles and eating issues, food issues, all the things that have been pebbles in my weight Mm -hmm. of a thousand pebbles, but still be funny and lighten up a little bit, you know? Yeah. And where did I fit in there? And until he passed away and died and years later, that is who I see as someone who could really touch people. He had such meaningful work, you know, his films and his writing and some of his comedy even was very deep and you could laugh and cry in the same space all the time. And that is truly where I feel like I fall in that realm. And he is such an inspiration to me, even in the afterlife, after his life on earth. And I think sometimes it's okay to really see how something or someone affected you, whether it be someone in your everyday life, a celebrity, someone you watched as a child, (laughs) frozen, (laughs) all of it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh And it all ties in together. But Love him, super fan. Yes. Yeah, What's your favorite I mean, movie? 
because now I'm like, I'm going to have okay, to watch I a mean, movie what, with Raj tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, Goodwill Hunting. You've seen Ooh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, but have it's you, been a minute. It's been a long oh, time. Oh, Heather. Okay, Heather. I'm going to need to watch that again. Heather. I have tonight. a terrible memory. Okay, tonight. It's happening. What Dreams May Come? <gasps> love that movie. Oh, that's been a really long time too, but yes, love that. Ooh, have that you seen Patch Adams? I don't think I've ever actually seen that one, but is that okay. pretty, like a kid appropriate one, maybe? I would double check, but I'm pretty sure because it's okay. about kids. You know, the movie's about thinking. kids. But Heather, please, please, okay. watch Goodwill. Start with that one. Okay, that's going to happen. I'm going to do happen. it too. We're going to get a refresher so <gasps> that we can talk about it. How about that? Oh, I would love that because I'm yeah, going to rewatch it. Example. It's one of my favorites. You rewatch it and we're going to come together on this. Get the IMBD list of his yeah. films and you will just be like, oh, wait, I'm a super fan too and didn't even know it. <laughs> Well, maybe not, but no, I'm sure I probably will. Cause I mean, who doesn't love Robin Williams? And actually some people say Raj, my husband looks a little bit like him. So that's actually some people say, oh my gosh, he kind of does. I know. I know. Is that why I love Raj so much? I might be. I literally thought that I'm like, that might be. (laughs) Raj is just a gem anyway. He is. He is. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So anyway, inspiration is everywhere. It is yes, agreed. all over. It is agreed. in everything that we do yeah. and see and good, bad, and otherwise it's always there. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think we have to have our eyes open to that and to really look at, again, like you said, good, bad, the hard things that we go through both in business and in life as being for us and knowing that it ultimately is to make us stronger and more who we are meant to become, right? Through even the hard things. I loved our conversation. This has just been so life-giving for me. And you've been a dream podcast interviewee <laughs> person on my list. And so when you said yes, I was like, yeah, I can't wait for this. And I'm, I'm so, so honored to be a tiny part of everything you're doing. It is just truly an honor and it's so special. I can't thank you enough. Ditto. I feel the exact same way about you, my friend. So thank you for taking the time and for doing this with me. And I can't wait to continue linking arms with you for all the fun things in the future. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Love you, Camille. I love you too. Bye. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and make sure to share with a friend. I'd also be forever grateful if you'd be willing to leave me a review over on iTunes. And don't forget to check out heatherkburge.com for lots more info. Have a great week.